Good morning. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. I'm Aaron Fulton, and joining me this morning, I have Garrett Bertner and Joseph Bea here to talk about the much-anticipated improvement to the Sitka Rocky Gutierrez Airport. Thank you both for coming in this morning. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. So this has been a process that's literally been talked about for over a decade of wanting to get a little more elbow room, a little more functionality into our airport terminal. What's happening now is a product of just kind of the last couple years of terminal velocity kind of being reached so we can actually get going. What has uh, what have these last steps brought in, bringing us here been like to get things finally finalized and things actually happening? Uh, yeah, Aaron, the uh, momentum's really been building on the project um, since the the state and the FAA federal funding really stepped in. Um, the the scope has solidified, and um, we've been working on the design that's about to start construction here um, in the next couple of weeks. That's really exciting to hear. Uh, the next couple of weeks, things are actually going to get moving. So in the next couple of weeks, what is it that's going to be changing at the airport? The functionality still has to remain. We can't, we can't just close off the gates for the next couple of months or year or so. We'd have outrage, both from outside and inside the community. So what's this first phase going to look like? Absolutely. And our goal is to keep the terminal completely functional. Everything's going to continue to be open. The restaurant, the Nugget's going to continue to operate, as well as gift shop and the car rental. First phase is going to be minimal impact to terminal operations. So the traveling public, you're going to see some fencing going up to the southeast side of the terminal. And yeah, for about a year, it's going to be construction happening over to the southeast side and then moving into the back over on the airfield side of the terminal. And goal is to have a minimal impact to the traveling public. So for the construction that's going on, what's the sort of timeline that we're hoping for? This phase one is going to be happening for about a year, this kind of that first external site prep, what have you. What, is, what's, what are the next phases looking like? What can people try to plan in advance for? Well, mostly, I'd say expect to be ground loading. That's going okay. to be the big difference. JetBridge is going to be, first, uh, we're going to go ahead and make that addition, the two-story addition, onto the southeast side. So we're going to be building that envelope, and that's going to expand the airport's footprint by about double. And once that addition, that new shell is built up, that's going to increase the lounge area by about five times. So no more stuffing ourselves into the sardine can, having to stand up as the next flight kind of waits and we're all crowded in there. We're also going to be making sure that with this new shell addition, one of the first goals is to get an up escalator into the upper second story lounge. So people can go up the escalator, hang out in the lounge. There will be a concession opportunity up there. And then once they're passing, once the passengers are ready to board, they're going to move through that lounge directly onto the jet bridge and walk level straight onto the plane. No more back and forth up the ramp and then mm -hmm. hopping through the jet bridge onto the plane, just directly across. That's, that's pretty awesome. So, so what are the, the different factors that have been part of like the design process? Uh, this, obviously, there was a big demand for, oh my gosh, a little bit more elbow room in the lounge. What were some of the other main factors in this redesign process? Some of the priorities that were uh, 
that were placed because this wasn't yeah. just a free for all, just wipe the slate clean. Right. You had to build on what you got with a couple goals in mind. What were those goals? Well, like like a lot of small terminals um, and and larger ones, when uh, when TSA came into being, uh, the inside of the terminal had to be rearranged mm-hmm. so that there could be passenger screening and a secure side and a non secure side. And when you have a small building like this, that that could uh, kind of wreak havoc on your on your space planning. Um, so this this uh, terminal has been suffering from that uh, that really tight uh, secure area, um, a really tight passenger screening area, and the bag screening um, is is uh, not really uh, sized or arranged for the contemporary equipment that TSA uses. So the project you know identified those deficiencies um, as well as some of the the kind of flow uh, arriving and departing passengers right now are are mixed and the traffic crosses between arrivals ticketing and baggage claim in a way that's um that's not uh, the best flow right so these were all uh, identified and the the design has been based around those but also around the premise that um, all the improvements uh, have to be for um, for the, p- the benefit of passengers mm-hmm. um, because of the types of funding that we're using um, their, you know, the passenger facility charges, um, which is what we all pay when we buy a ticket. There's a kind of a tax on that. Um, and those are specifically have to be um, for the benefit of passengers. Got it. And then the federal funds that pay for, a, you know, the broad majority of this project um, also require similar um, passenger-oriented mm-hmm. uh, application. Awesome. So, yeah, and who's paying for this? My next question was, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Good question. So the overall cost of this project is going to be about $40 million, and $36 million of those dollars is going to be coming from the TSA and the FAA grant funding. So the actual percentage that is going to be the local match, which is done from that PFCs, those passenger facility charges, that's 7%. Those are the fees that Garrett's talking about. That's when you buy your ticket, that's going to be our local match, and that's going to be what the city is contributing to these large grants that the, the FAA is providing. And these are meant to correct these deficiencies. The expansion phase is going to be phase one, and that's going to be broken out into phase 1A and one phase 1B, and that's where we're going to be working on doing that envelope, that expansion over the southeast side, and then phase 1B is when we're going to move to the back of the terminal and start working on... There's going to be a ramp in which people are going to deplane, go down the ramp over the baggage terminal, mm-hmm. as well as uh, some of these second-story addition, which people will make their way across the jet bridge. And then we're going to move to phase two, and that's the remodel and the curbside improvements. So the, as everyone knows, the terminal's a little bit old. I think it's about 60 or so years old, and so it's in pretty pretty dire need of a remodel. So that's what we're going to be focusing on phase two, which is going to be from about June 2025 to the summer of 2026. And that's when we're expecting to complete the entire project in about two-year time frame. Summer of 2026, we're going to finish up those remodels of the inside of the interior. And that's when passengers can expect some pretty significant um, some effects to their travel. There's going to be these huge walls going down the length of the concourse. There's going to be uh, lighting, temporary lighting. So it might be a a little bit spooky in there, but uh, I want to encourage everyone that, you know, these terminal improvements are very much needed. And by the end of it, we're going to have an absolutely gorgeous terminal to enjoy. Yeah. Having some temporary walls and some just stand lighting 
is I think it's a sacrifice that we can all we can all shoulder uh, for the the amazing end results of it. And part of that phase two design, that uh, uh, curbside appeal, that the last design bits, that's still open for some public input. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing some, um, some public outreach through a website. Um, and we'll, we'll be doing another round of, um, of soliciting input. Mm -hmm. We did the first round. Um, the, you all helped, pick the, the colors for the building and some of the imagery that will go in the building as um, photographic murals. So thanks for that. And uh, look for that, that next round. Awesome. And that, the, the website is the explore Sitka airport design.net. So that has anything and everything about this project. If people want to get, mm-hmm. uh, uh that, get up yeah. to date. Yeah. And that site is also linked through the city's, um, homepage. Perfect. Now, I know this is not something that is technically part of the airport terminal project, but it is a hot topic parking. The, ma- the whole things with fees and whatnot, that's on the city side of things. But at least what I've been reading on the community calendar has uh, basically a reminder that folks need to pay attention to that the loading zone is the loading zone. Can I just get a little clarification on why we're now getting this uh this message is this part of construction that it needs to be cleared or what what's what's the uh the reason behind this thank you aaron and uh yeah to to add a little clarification this is completely unrelated with the construction that's uh, currently happening the terminal improvement project and the loading zone are two separate things so okay. the loading zone what's going on is that we received a warning from the TSA, and they're letting us know, hey, you have people parking, abandoning their vehicles, and they're leaving them unattended within the loading zone, and that's violating your safety plan, your airport safety plan that we have to develop under 1542. So in addition to this airport safety plan, we at SICA, we are a 139 certified rural airport, and as part of this 139 certification, we're required to develop and maintain a safety plan. And a part of the safety plan, this is what the TSA authorizes for us to allow air carrier travel here in Sitka. So if the TSA revokes their authorization for Sitka to travel, um, to have air carriers and be serviced by air carriers, we are jeopardizing Alaska and Delta's ability to service Sitka. So what we need to do is make sure that the loading zone is following all regulations, Title 17, Title 13, as well as the airport safety plan. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not allowed to use the loading zone. That's the last thing that I want. I want to make sure that, you know, people are using it as it's intended. When they come in, they're offloading their bags. When they're coming up and they're picking their passengers, they see them come out of the terminal. They can come right into the loading zone and pick up their, the individuals they're waiting for. I don't want to see anyone inconvenienced, especially when it's snowy or slushy out there. I understand that there's safety concerns. And if we can work together as a community to make sure that we are maintaining our safety plan, we can ensure that the TSA does not revoke our authorization to to be serviced by air carriers and that Alaska and Delta will continue to operate here in Sitka. And especially if we're going to spend the next couple of years in this amazing grant funding, making a new beautiful terminal that everyone is going to be so much more comfortable in. It's going to flow so much better. It would be a real darn shame if we never got any airlines to come (laughs) visit it. So 
Thank you for clarifying that. I know it wasn't part of the process, but it's always been a hot topic in Sitka. Of but- course, happy to clarify. And I want to mention that this is completely unrelated to the construction mm-hmm. project. We are at the very first phase of the process to have our air carrier authorization revoked. We've received a warning. If we make some very minor modifications, we can make sure that that continues to be all all lined up and if we could avoid the next couple of steps, which are some pretty hefty fines, then we could avoid getting to that last step of the process where our authorization is revoked. Okay. So we've got, we've, we've been given our warning and we will be good students and learn from our mistakes. <laughs> uh, but to get back to the airport improvement project with this phase 1A, when can people expect to start see, seeing action happening at the airport? Yeah, so the fencing is supposed to go up, I think, this week. Tuesday, tomorrow. Yeah. So first it will be fences, and then they'll be working on uh, some underground utilities and, of course, foundations. So expect uh, maybe a couple months before something comes up in the air. Um, But, yeah, then they'll be um, erecting steel, and they'll start to see the framework of the new addition coming up um, here in the next couple of few months. That's really exciting stuff. It's been, like you guys said, it's been a decade in the making and we're finally seeing some some changes happen, some improvements, much needed and greatly appreciated. Well, thank you both for coming on this morning. If folks want to learn more, they can go to exploresitkaairportdesign.net. That's also linked from the city's page if they want information about the redesign and how to pitch in their two cents for that final phase of design and decoration. Garrick Bertner, Joseph Bea, thank you both for coming in this morning and your work in making this airport improvement finally take place. Thank you very much, Aaron. Thanks.